The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. November begins, and if futures hold up, we will get record highs for all the major indices at the open. Big week ahead, lots of travel and consumer earnings. Got a Fed meeting, a jobs number, ISA manufacturing in an hour. Our roadmap begins with a new month, new rally. Futures point to a higher open as investors bet on more gains into year's end. Plus, there is a shakeup at Barclays. CEO Jess Staley is stepping down effective immediately this following an investigation into his previous relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And stranded passengers, American Airlines canceling more than 1,700 flights this Halloween weekend. The latest mass disruption as carriers struggle to handle a rebound in demand. Markets, though, everybody, Jim, this morning talking about what happens when you're up 15 percent plus at this point of the year, uh, 19 times over 70 years and 18 of those times you're up another average 5%. Well, a lot of it is how we got here. I mean, I, I think that how we got here is, is that almost everybody reported better numbers despite the supply chain. Uh, people bought into the, the disappointment if it was supply chain. chain look, look at Apple. Didn't really go down much. Uh, and I think that there's some things going on in the autos. Maybe they can turn on semi, just put out some great numbers. I'm looking for, for the autos to be able to get some supply in 2022, that could be very big. So, I mean, with the exception of Tesla. I mean, Tesla's actually a phenomenon we have to talk about because I've actually never seen a stock go up endlessly on nothing. David, Tesla, when did we last see a Tesla, Dave? When did we last see a what? A, a, a stock like Tesla. It's been quite a while. When? Name me one. Oh, come on. We've had periods of parabolic Digi systems, moves. No, systems. I mean, what are, you, what are your, 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 your snowflake thing? They love, remember when that Frank thing Slubin? went parabolic in the summer of, that was summer or fall of a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that Slubin put up some good numbers. He did put up some thing. good numbers. This thing put up some good numbers, too. Are people still uh, short this thing? Some positives. There were some positive headlines last week about Hertz, but you're right. Listen, it's a market now, it seems as though there's... Uh, people's imagination is being sparked again. Uh, you want imagination? You go right to Adam Jonas's piece this morning about our favorite EV stock is Ferrari. By the way, he hates Ford, so obviously Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari wins. Pricing power. He's saying that there's a two-year wait list. Two-year wait list. That's a lot. I mean, wow. No, this is a great pricing power. This is one of the greatest reports I've read. And I happen to love Best Brand. It, it, you know. It, this is a must-read. Um, but a lot of these EV-related names are moving higher, ones that have even more hope rather than reality, perhaps. I mean, uh, Lucid? We've talked a lot about have Lucid. You ever, have you ever is, driven a Lucid? I've been in a Lucid. Then what'd you think? Uh, it was very nice. Right. It was very nice, but I don't believe Lucid has all the other things that go along with Tesla that at least make you think that there's great promise for other parts of the business. Lucid is purely... Uh, luxury EV. It goes with, zero to with, 80 with, faster with great than Tesla. mileage in terms of off the charge. We know that, but that's what it is at a fairly high price point. They're delivering, starting to deliver their dream edition. 
But that's that's got the same market value as Ford. Well, I, okay, you're doing that. Yeah, I'm doing it because it's true. Well, what does that have to do with it? I mean, Ford? Can I just say that Ford? I have to turn away from you because it's ridiculous. I, why am Ford, I ridiculous? Because Ford's What's making ridiculous? a major move. My, Could no, look no, no, at no. Ford. Wait a second. Maybe you're saying that Lucent's price is ridiculous by saying that I'm ridiculous. Well, I'm just saying that and Ford... You don't want to say yes. that. I'm saying that Ford's going to have a separate yes? EV division. You said yes. No, I, yeah, look, Lucid is... I love the Lucid, but Ford had an amazing quarter. And they actually... David, they instituted a dividend. <laughs> yes, a dividend. they did. We I mean, Exxon... Ford. Exxon right raised it. Ford. It's been an incredible call. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Go in the Wayback Machine. Ford has a dividend. And then Exxon boosted its dividend. Well, and a lot of this, too, uh, the Jonas note is about valuation. His argument is you're getting the EV business at Ferrari for, what, a billion dollars? Versus, yes. versus the But we cost need of- more Jonas's. Jonas is thought-provoking. Jo- By the way, he did a quantum scope. Is quantum scape teach it? I know you had always been close to quantum scape. Um, but, you know, the tip- I think that what he does is get you to think, okay, you want EV? How about quality EV? I... I, I think that Adam's very good. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know I where I'm coming you. from? The, Are I you do. buying what I'm saying? And back to your original point on Tesla, the stock was $800 uh, in the middle of October. And here we are now at 1114 So, well, I mean, that's about $314 billion. It's pretty easy. Yeah, got, but where's you know, the, uh, where's uh, the Tesla? Billion shares out. $314 billion where, in market value where, where, in. How many Fords is that? How many Fords is that? It's a lot of Fords, my it's friend. At least Probably two in one day last week. Might yeah, be about one five day. Fords. Five the, Fords. It's, but it's part of an ongoing debate about whether or not they're ever going to face real competition. Piper's point last week was that all of the models that have come to date have not made a dent. No. Um, but then you look at uh, um, Roth, for example, uh, last week said the idea that they're never going to face a really compelling competitor is specious. I think the idea that they're not going to be able to go up against Ford and the F-150 electric, the Lightning, I think that's significant. American car company really doing everything it can, EV. Uh, and now, unfortunately, GM had a, dropped a bomb. It was like a lead balloon. It was like lead tasso. I can't, I'm still trying to figure out what the heck happened because Ford is still on rampage. Ford's on a Ford added a Ford. Tesla's, I mean, Lucid's going to be a competitor at the high end. Rivian's going to be a competitor Rivian. for uh, how many for orders? Pickup I saw Amazon. Spang just did two months of ten thousand deliveries. By the way, that went over like a lead balloon. Oh, yeah. Okay, Rivian. Remember, Ford has a big slug of it. When if Ford sells its Rivian, it could add a Ford. It's true. Amazon also owns a good amount of Rivian I think as you well, ought to, which is going to be coming public. Why did the uh, autos become long? a fascination? I was going to say, we're, we're five minutes into a new month, because and Tesla's we're all a, talking about because EVs. Because everyone I know, I mean, oh. people are, there are people who have abandoned, say, um, index funds and bought Tesla, and they're geniuses. They're geniuses. Unlike active managers who are not. Right. Because no, I guess no. they didn't buy enough Tesla. They own Tesla. Or they, enough own, Microsoft they own Ethereum. Or enough Alphabet, because most active managers are trailing. Uh, hedge funds, by the way, uh, have had a rough month, from what I understand. Why didn't they, they just certainly own Tesla? were not up 7% the way the market was. Why did they just own Tesla? Was Tesla so hard? I've recommended Tesla ever since I drove a Tesla well, you know, Because ago. if you want to live in the land of sort of fundamental valuation, it becomes somewhat hard to argue that you should buy Tesla. Allison, why don't we finish the aisle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned supply chain, Jim. Uh, Reuters with a fascinating piece out this morning that a lot of toy makers in particular are looking at gluts, worrying about gluts. In the Gluts. future, sluts, double ordering, and then uh, maybe a few months from now, a, a fresh look at disinflation. 
Well, that's the that's the Kathy Wood uh, item. I know that Inan cries from Mattel. He's not. He doesn't seem to be worried at all about Christmas. David, why not? They have a lot of supply. They have what he needs. They're, they do. I, look, there's a really important note today about how Costco, Target, and Walmart will have what you want. And I think that's very important because these companies don't miss. And I think that those stocks are going to go still higher. I, I just, I'm, I'm in awe of Costco here. Yeah, we talked a little bit last week about some of the, the scale. The, large, the largest players, and Home Depot and Lowe's as well in that world, right. are able to manage their supply chain a lot better. They just have so much more power. Well, they have pricing um, power. They have they're, they're, uh, they offer. This is Stiefel Note. I recommend the Stiefel Note. Costco, uh, four seventy five to five fifteen. Big big box retailers, Walmart and Target. Remember, Target has this fabulous uh, their own brands. Cat and Jack. You, you go to the, when you go to Target. Their own brands are better than. It's like Costco, Kirkland's better than. I've been to a Target. I've been to a Target in the last few months. Yeah, I went. Actually, I went the other day. I just went. Second. I was looking for something. Didn't find it. It was good. I liked it. How about Chipotle? Been to Chipotle? No. no. We're not, we're not going to spend the morning going down Chipotle the list of where again? David's Didn't been. Didn't John Oliver do that with you enough already? <laughs> uh, Jim, I know, I know you took note this morning of uh, Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson, um, who argues that uh, you got the Fed tightening at some point, EPS slowing, the, the risk of consumer demand going, yeah. flattening out, and says that this seasonality trade that we've been benefiting from could last until Thanksgiving, but not much longer than that. What a party pooper he is. I mean, he should have just, ever since he went negative, I mean, look, I'm not, he's a nice, he, I'm going to leave it as he's a nice person. Oh, boy. I mean, look, Costin comes up with new stuff, no corporate tax hike. I think Costin's kind of a little more on the bullish side. Yeah. Uh, they were looking for EPS growth of about two, right. incorporating uh, some more dramatic tax moves. And now they think, well, obviously, it's not going to be that bad. No. Plus five. Look, I, I, I got to tell you, I literally think that we're in some sort of bizarre halcyon period. Like you start November is once we're through October. Actually, the last six days of October are terrific. Uh, I, I hesitate to even see. I mean, when on semi reports a great quarter this morning, which is auto, uh, and by the way, we have uh, NXP after the close. That's auto. They have chips. They have what you need. I think that one is a good indicator. Maybe they actually give you a sense that we could be out of this just morass of semiconductor film. I mean, I, you know, there isn't anything. There are no companies that you ever read about that are not affected by the semiconductor shortage. And I still go, go back to what Tim Cook said. That was very jarring. He said the semiconductor shortage could be worse this quarter. I know, but on the same day, U.S. Steel said we're delighted to hear from our auto customers who were ramping up builds in Q4 and Q1. Well, that's that's true. I don't know how they're going to do that. You need, you know, you have if you have one semiconductor piece missing, you can't ship. I know. Well, meanwhile, Amazon complained about specifically the cost of steel being one of its key. Well, maybe the drivers uh, of why maybe, it's spending more money. Okay, so how about the idea that Europe is going to be able to ship a little more steel here? Not much. The, look at the fine print: three point two million tons. We're watching Harley this morning up in the pre-market on that. Yes, Harley. Look, at, and these are those t- bizarre tariffs that were put on by President Trump. Remember, there was the whiskey I do, tariff. I do, I do. Right, those are being lifted in the yeah. EU. So that's going to be positive. beneficial to Harley. You can see that stock is, uh, is going to be up sharply in the uh, uh, when we open. Well, that, that kind of runs Harley's very good, but the problem is, again, it's the demo. The demo is me. When I go to a Harley, I go there to feel young. It is you, although you, you should have a 
a ponytail. You yeah, got the goatee going. You need to have I, a ponytail. You know, sunri- between Sunrise Senior living in Harley Davidson, I'd much rather go to Harley Davidson. Like, I want a Route 10. This is fantastic. I got on it. I was like, wow, this is really good. Lowered the whole demo. No, you did you drive or and you look, just sat on it? Just sat on it. But okay. you scared. Yeah, be careful. Yes, you have to careful. move on. This is one of the great slogans. Oh, so many mayors saying I have to move on. There is, some is news. Like there is some news in the banking world today. Barclays says that Jeff Staley is stepping down as CEO following an investigation into his previous relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's get to Wilfred Frost for the latest. Morning, Wilf. Good morning, Carl. Yes, indeed. So Barclays CEO Jeff Staley stepping down after the bank was made aware of the results of a probe by UK regulators, the FCA and the PRA, into the way he described his relationship with sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and the fact that Staley has decided to contest the regulators. The results of the investigation have still not been released, in part because Staley is contesting them. And this latest development took both Staley and Barclays by surprise. They did not know that the regulators' conclusion was due imminently. A Barclays statement added, quote, It should be noted that the investigation makes no findings that Mr. Staley saw or was aware of any of Epstein's alleged crimes, which was the central question underpinning Barclays' support for Mr. Staley following the arrest of Mr. Epstein in the summer of 2019, end quote. uh, Staley will receive his base pay of £2.4 million and pension uh, for 2021 still. That support from the board was something Mr. Staley referred to when we last interviewed him and asked him about this in June of 2020. Staley will be replaced by uh, CS Venkamka Krishnan, uh, known as Venkat, a Staley lieutenant who will be committed to maintaining a significant investment banking presence, as Staley was previously. And guys, everyone's now waiting for that FCA PRA report and understanding why it finally reached its conclusion. Was it simply that they took their time or was there some new piece of information that came to light? We have to say that the way in which the Barclays statement reads, uh, and we've not seen uh, the report they have, suggests that the former is the case, not the latter. But we await the full report now. I would say is that Barclays stock is doing quite well. Uh, I think at this point during uh, Brexit, we wouldn't have expected that. They had some momentum. Stock's up 40 percent. Will it matter? Uh, you get an old hand in there. Will anyone even it, does it not skip a beat? Well, I think interesting thing on the, the stock, as you point out, Jess, is they just reported earnings last week. It also highlights how blindsided the company and Staley were because it was a very upbeat earnings call, taking questions of all sorts. And, and, and obviously this didn't come up uh, at all. The, the bigger question over the last three or four years, and he's faced activist investors threats trying to change his strategy, not just trying to question uh, some of the wildcard aspects of, of, his, uh, of his leadership, uh, and wanting the bank to pivot back to being just a retail UK-focused bank. He has wanted, Staley has wanted, uh, to build that investment banking presence. And the last year or so of results have certainly uh, proved that, that that was the right strategy. I think the fact that one of his lieutenants, uh, a fellow J.P. Morgan alum, who came over with him in 2016, uh, who runs part of the investment bank, is taking over, shows that the board at least uh, back that strategy of Staley's, albeit the fact he's contesting another regulatory probe just became too much for them to keep him in place. Uh, Wilf, appreciate that very much. Uh, Wilfred Frost from Barclays. Um, because I thought that the major resignation today would be Jenna Owens from uh, GameStop because she came from Amazon and uh, Google. But this is actually a substantive news. Substance. Yes. But we remember that, that day that uh, the appointment was made at GameStop. Yeah, the stock actually uh, dropped that day, but then people got excited and 
it showed that maybe there's momentum. David, some people are saying the momentum of the turn has stalled, uh, but uh, Ryan Cohen does what do you Stock think? is still there at 180 plus dollars a share. That's between Barclays and GameStop. Which would you rather? Uh, I, I I don't <laughs> play. I don't. The answer is GameStop. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. So that was just Toronto. Barclays, okay. I think the banks are so strong. This is just their moment. No one talks about them because they're so boring to begin with. But I'll talk about them. They're good. They're no Ferrari. Uh, there is some calls this morning on B of A, which we'll uh, talk about. Also, long uh, Intel, top, side. Spotify, Starbucks, TripAdvisor. Take another look here at the futures, and we'll kick off November in about 15 minutes. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. More travel trouble for American Airlines. The carrier has canceled at least 270 flights this morning. That's according to FlightAware, on top of nearly 2,000 cancellations over the weekend. Americans cited poor weather and staffing shortages. We've been through this with Southwest last few weeks. Jim, you were pretty tough on them at the time. I have to be. Uh, there is a sense that Southwest is just not the old Southwest. I know that's painful because I, I like Gary Kelly so much, but... There's just, I mean, there's an investigation to a pilot starting a chant that I don't really want to go into because it's so scatological. I don't know if you caught that, David. I did. And uh, that's that's not the way to go. And I think United is the best. They're ready. Uh, Ryanair had some pretty critical comments about Boeing, saying that Boeing was, a, I don't know if you caught that, David, delusional. Because they tried to put through a price hike. Price hikes on the max. Yeah, right? the delusional. O'Leary. Um, I want to emphasize delusional. Because I thought that was. I've always been. I've actually been fascinated by your ability to navigate Boeing, even though you really don't like it very much, and yet you continue well, to own it. I continue your, to think uh, that is it in the my investment club trust. or charitable. The, well, same Are they thing. The same I'm thing? recommending the investment club. No, because the investment club recommends more than I can. I see. But so I you do, actually own, own this. my charitable trust owns it because I genuinely believe that the Chinese are going to come in, and, and you don't really recommend it. Well, sometimes when you have a recommendation, it's a kind of a hold. I just have a hold uh-huh. on. I am waiting for the big Chinese order. You asked Calhoun about that last week. Yes, yeah. I did. And uh, it's kind of Godot-like. It's a bit of a good Godot-fashion. But yes. I do think that, look, we just made some deals in Europe. Anything can happen. Uh, yeah, Come but uh, but she didn't travel there. 
<laughs> no, she. Yeah, she's He's not kind of in Glasgow, uh, which is. He's in Given they are the number one emitter of uh, carbon in the world, one would have hoped that the Chinese premier would be at that meeting, but uh, both right. Russia and China not. But they are doing the dual mandate, trying to get ready for the for the Olympics. Maybe so that you, you know, the air is cleaner. At the same time, they have power supply issues in China, and they've been building a lot of coal plants to try to make up for it because, again, that transition can't happen overnight. Coal's awful. How did Tom Friedman put it this morning? You got to leave your belt on before you put the suspenders. You you can't have, you can't be without both. No. Uh, I got to tell you, coal is, Germany has a lot of coal. We're the only ones that are just shutting down coal. Coal is uh, fetching quite a price right now. If you're operating a coal mine, it's That's not. What, it's good. But good Norfolk days. Southern has not been able to ramp up because yeah. just no one was ready. What are you? No one was ready for half the things that are happening. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like no one was ready. Like, I'm ready. Like, I woke up and said, I'm ready. I went. I was going to wear a suit for Halloween, but I said it was not that special. Well, some kids dressed up as you wearing suits. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I wish. I wish I'd, have, I'd like to see kids go as Kramer. It'd be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. That'd there, be good. There was a there was a woman once who went as Kramer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get the real Kramer and the real Mad Dash in a moment. Take one more look here at the pre-market as we kick off November. We're looking for all-time highs at the opening bell in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. After climbing almost 44% in the month of October, Tesla's going to lead your NASDAQ 100 gainers this morning. Once again, on No Real News, $1,139. We are going to get the opening bell in five minutes. Don't go away. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to a mad dash, and we'll uh, count you down to the opening bell as well. You know, we had Kevin Johnson join us on Friday after Starbucks reported earnings. Right. Why do you want to do it as a mad dash today? Well, because uh, Stevens upgrades it, and they're, they're talking about the market being short-sighted about these uh, wage increases, that it actually could mean paying, uh, the competition, frankly, will um, lose because Starbucks is be able to maintain the employees and be able to have the growth. And I think a lot of us go to these stores, and we're always surprised. It's understaffed. A lot of restaurants are understaffed. A lot of yes. restaurants have different hours now because they can't. Well, I think I, what... What Stevens is saying is really short-sighted to think that these pricing, that this kind of money in the pocket, and don't forget also college, mental health, uh, it, it is bad. It's going to be good no, because I, it's a competitive advantage. I remember reading from reading it on Friday where they announced these in December of 20, but by next summer, your, your average employee is going to be earning 17 bucks an hour, barista perhaps as much as $23 an hour. But you were pushing Johnson on Friday about this being an investment year. Jim. Well, he didn't seem to want to say that. No, and yet the, the CFO uh, really went heavy investment year, heavy as a theme. So what happened is, is that, you know, investment year is kind of something that you say, which just says, you know, we, we need some time. And Kevin, uh, who has done a terrific job, is saying, ignore the man behind the curtain. It's going to be fine. Now, I do think that if they can take share and build a long they can take share from other 
coffee shops. Uh, and they're also doing a lot of good stuff technologically. I was surprised that the stock got hammered so badly uh, because the numbers were roughly in line. able to hear you guys. It's just something, I don't know, just something I learned when I was little. This is, this is nothing compared to the usual crowd. Well, I just forgot. It's Monday and I had a, you know, Why? kind of a squid-like weekend and suddenly uh, here we are. Well, let's get to work. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's Athena Consumer Acquisition Corp. Celebrating a listing at the NASDAQ, it's Fluence Energy, an energy storage company celebrating its recent... The story is on. The story is on semi because on semi is very much auto. Auto's up. We need to see these uh, these automobile companies get all that on has. Uh, they need chips from everybody. Global Foundries was a, an IPO that came last week that is going to be very important for the autos. It came, it didn't even matter anybody. Global Foundries was a gigantic deal. Uh, Tom Caulfield, David, he's going to get, he's going to do a great job for the autos. I have Gina Raimondo on tonight. Now, she wants to talk about the Harley deal. I'm going to press her on the semis. Look at that on semi truck. Yeah, man. you know, it's funny. I mean, I got to know the company a little bit because over a year ago, Jeff Smith made it one of his sort of names at, uh, at Starboard. Uh, they liked it a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, this was a combination. You know, it's just a good combination. And uh, El Corey is just so, uh, Hassan El Corey is just so terrific. You're having Gina Raimondo on tonight, huh? Yeah, I know. Why not? Why not? Harley, she negotiate that deal. Yep. I want to, you know, let's talk about steel. Don't want too much steel coming in. But most importantly, she is leading the charge to get that $53 billion out of Congress to start building fabs. In part because the, the idea that maybe we shouldn't be so hostage to Taiwan. Taiwan being a place where the PRC... Understood, but it still takes time. Well, no, but we want to push this so it doesn't take as much time. Well, yeah, all right. So how do you do that? Well, you can, you can build a foundry and what? Doesn't it take a few years? It takes two years. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We want to get the equipment. We want to start building. We want to figure out what state it should be in. Let's get it going here. Uh, well, then, then, as far as the labor shortages go, uh, Secretary Yellen uh, did say that labor force is still 5 million short of pre-COVID levels. A lot of that, she thinks, is due to fears of COVID and child care, which I is think part that's of this right. pending bill. Uh, and we'll know more on Friday when we get NFP. I know. We still continue to hear that people are afraid to go to work. Uh, I don't it, believe that. Do you believe that? I, I think I think we kind of are moving on. I don't believe well, I don't people get, are really are afraid people to go to work. They don't, want it. they don't want to go to the office. We keep asking where working. the people are. We keep now, I, I, you know what? Listen, there may be people who don't want to actually return to the workforce, as Carl says, in part because of child care. Although, again, I think all schools are open at this point. Yeah. Uh, How about the backlash about millennials? You are now at the point where children 5 to 11 can be vaccinated. Right. Very soon, molnupiravir will be on the market. Other antivirals will potentially be available as well. Case loads are down across the country, thankfully. Daily vaccinations yesterday were 2x a week ago. Then where are the people? What are they doing? A lot of them might be doing gig work. Uh, right. Starting their own businesses. Uh, yeah, uh, well, that's going on with trucking. Uh, two, three, uh, a trucking yes. company st- uh, started by two or three people. Uh, I do think that we got, a, you know, we got some declines we got to monitor today. Well, advanced micro, have left advanced the micro. workforce entirely. I mean, that's also yeah, been the see, story. Like, okay, so how do you eat? You don't necessarily how do you believe eat? it's a great resignation. I hear different things about whether it's real or not. So what do you do? But it does appear that there is some 
cohort where, that has just said the, we're done. Where's the money that comes from to be able to sit at home and not work? I don't That's, know. I, and, and to that point, the saving rate uh, is now back to 7.5, lowest since December of 19. So they're spending the same. So they're going to they're going to need income at some point. No more sitting. No, on exactly. Nest and I still am focused on the millennial uh, rebellion, David. Which is what? Embodied by what? What, what is the millennial rebellion? Not I don't coming feel, to the office. I don't, you know, the millennial rebellion is twofold. No. One, they wear whatever they want. And two, they work when they want. Okay. Well, it's not the way it was when I was growing up. No, it wasn't. Nor was it the way it was when I was growing up. But it is the way it is now. No traffic you know on what? Mondays, no traffic on Fridays. None. People, they, but they're working just as hard at home that as they That is the world the we live in and likely will be living in. This is an experiment still in terms of people not working from an office regularly. Uh, and we may readjust in a couple of years. But for now, it's the way it's going to be. Which is one reason why uh, Trip gets a downgrade today. Yes, people aren't traveling the way you used to. The patterns are unusual. Plus, I mean, given what Phil's been saying, not only unusual, when you get there, maybe your flight's not ready. Yeah. What is that about? Well, we've talked a lot about business travel, which won't, it's hard to imagine will ever come back to what it was uh, pre-pandemic. Other than Tesla, is anything really working? Uh, I mean, Tesla got, got parts. new highs on yeah. every major no, I'm index. saying that yeah. Tesla didn't have big supply problems. Everybody has supply problems. Uh, I'm problem. still stunned by that Apple quarter and then how the stock didn't get hit. I mean, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, so what? I'll get the 13 Mac Pro. It's fine. We get the 13. You know, it's like, who cares? I mean, here you go, 13. No. <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was um, now the quarter was amazing, but the fact that Apple can't get chips, who's getting chips? Who's getting them if they don't get them? Other than PepsiCo. PepsiCo's they got all the chips. You want. They got a lot of chips. Too many. Maybe so. Maybe inventory problem. Are, are you a believer? I think it's 54 days to Christmas as of today. There's a lot of um, talk about gift cards being a much bigger deal because right. the actual physical good won't be available, and then physical retail. People, the searching, people are searching for the terms open near me uh, as people say, I, I'm not going to wait for this Amazon box. I'm going to go down the street. Yep. Unbelievable. Cole's lot was packed. Was it? It was packed. Well, what's on the shelves is also a question. I don't know. And then you've also got this issue of is it worth advertising when you actually don't have any don't goods have to, to be don't selling? Have inventory. Uh, and that is an issue that seems to be concerning some as well. Whether Boeing we're going to see a reduction in spending for a period of time. All right, so what's the IPO that is most exciting to you, the one that's coming? What, that's coming? It's the last, no, in the last year. What, what's your favorite IPO? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Dutch Bro. Oh. Dutch. Have you seen Dutch Bro? I was going to mention it when you mentioned Starbucks as your mad dash. I, I, I need you to look at Dutch Bro. Dutch Bro may have a competitive disadvantage given the fact that what, but this is one of the greatest stocks of our era. Dutch Bro is uh, up another 2%. Yeah, yeah. that's because of the Annihilator. What's the annihilator, Jim? Well, when I used to go see my daughter, I would leave this show on Friday, fly up to Sierra, Oregon, and I would have an annihilator on Friday so I didn't have to go to sleep on Friday night so I could spend more time with it. What's in an annihilator, Jim? Uh, uh, more than what's in um, body armor. Body armor, that deal did happen, as we told you. It you broke that story. This morning. No, I didn't, actually. Bloomberg broke it. We added some details on Friday, and we told people it would be announced today, $5.6 billion. What do you make uh, of And that is the case. Nothing more than we discussed on Friday, which is it is an opportunity for Coke to try to compete against Gatorade. Uh, Pepsi, again, you're just mentioning chips. Pepsi has so many new drinks. Um, They're so incredible. I had the G2 after I worked out today. I was like, wow, that is one special group of chemicals. I think it should be covered by DuPont. Like the same guy as Frank Mitch should cover that. 
right? These chemical analysts. I don't think that that G2 should be covered by, by pet. It's not, right? it's not a beverage. It's, no, it's not a beverage. Yeah. It should be covered by the people who have supply chain problems. I think that's made, I think it's made in the southeast of America. Um, you know, looking at some of the biggest uh, cap companies, Facebook is the only one that's, uh, that's up right now that I've got. Well, Tesla, obviously, is also up. Facebook? Because Tesla can't go down. Facebook, Facebook? is up 2%. Facebook? Yes. After last week. No, no that's and, Oh, Meta. Thank you. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, my God, he's it, calling you yeah, Facebook. What is it? Am I really going to have to change in 30 days? Time I look at not only you have to change, but you're going to go in the metaverse. When the, when the, you're going to go in the metaverse with me. When the symbol play changes, Cube. then I will know that it's Meta. But right now, it's still Facebook. I am telling you, I went back oh, look, over that video. We call it Meta Platforms now. I went over that video. Meta you got Platforms. That really going, rolls off the tongue. I'm going to go surfing with you and Mark. Really? Yeah. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. Mark's quite a surfer. Well, I saw him do that thing on July 4th. No, that was very impressive. Did you see what Eric Schmidt said in Maureen Dowd's column over the weekend? Yes. Uh, the world is going to get more digital uh, than physical, not necessarily the best thing for society. That's Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt was basically saying the Matrix is coming because he was saying the combination of the metaverse and yeah. AI, which is going to, he agrees with Musk, yeah. it's going to be out of control, yeah, let me tell you take over, he, and we're all in the Matrix. He's number 457. We're all basically living in pods, He's providing 50, energy to the machines. He's number On Is the billionaires list? No, with the squid. <laughs> number 456. Work. Yeah. He yeah. hasn't watched it. I watched the entire thing. Then, what is, you, then why didn't you disturbing. understand my 456? Well, I, didn't, I didn't get from Eric Schmidt to, 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 to squid game. No, because he says Matrix. And twi- Never mind. Yeah. Um, crypto's got a little news today. Uh, Morgan Stanley uh, launching coverage, Jim. Uh, with a big oh, that was I got to take that home because that's yeah, an, between Anna Karenina and that you, forget it. It is short; it's less than War and Peace. But look, look, I have to tell you: can we just say that we've had the big credit card companies? No, and, and they go, no one is actually of theirs using Ethereum to buy anything. They're not Bitcoin. No, they're investor investment. Okay. And by the way, can we go back to Robinhood? That was a big quarter. Well, it reminds me, too, of AMC, which, by the way, says October was the best month in I know. 20 months. He, and he's not come back to me. It's, it's become a disappointment. But, but Adam's been embracing... Oh, never mind. He just gave it to me. ...crypto as a payment. He has. And that market value stays right right there at $18-plus billion. I know. And GameStop, as we said earlier, still well, Ga- $185 a share stock. Even though Jenna left? They got memed, and they never got unmemed. Well, the, uh, um, Melissa has a... Uh, special on it, which I think is really important because we, the changing face of who's an investor and how much smarter they are, Tesla. Oh my God, we really do call it meta, meta platforms, huh? Yeah, we call it meta platforms now. It's, um, oh, see Jensen Wong about this. Well, NVIDIA was, you know, quietly one of the best performers last week, Jim. Um, oh, in yeah. part because I think we we talked a lot no. about the metaverse, and you talked a lot about Jensen. Uh, Jensen is uh, the me- Jensen was first with metaverse. ambitions in terms of what he really sees. He doesn't call it the metaverse, but no, he's got another, But he does um, think it's going to be ten times what the regular world is. Right, he's helping to create well, the matrix as well. He's talking about the world being a better place because if you're lonely, of which there are so many people who are lonely, uh, then I, mean, I don't know if you saw that Lane Johnson special this weekend. The Eagles, uh, you know. Depress, yep. Depression. Yep. Uh, I think that one of the great hopes could be being able to get in a room, be with a lot of people you want to be with, even if they don't exist. 
Uh, it's it's going to be a brave new world. There's no doubt about that. Uh, guys, we've got record highs on the Dow, record highs on the S&P, record high on the NASDAQ. We'll keep our eye on the bond report as well, as we obviously have a Fed meeting coming up. Uh, decision in a couple of days, along with the jobs number on Friday. There's a look at uh, the indices, and we'll keep our eye on the tenure at some point. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here with breaking news at CME HQ. We're awaiting our October final read on market manufacturing PMI, expecting 59.2, which was the mid-month read, but we lost ground. The final read will end up 58.4, 58.4, which happens to be the lightest read of all of 2021. As a matter of fact, to find a lighter read than 58.4, you have to go to December of last year. We have the ISM manufacturing indices coming out at top of the hour for a comparison. Right now, we're up a handful, five basis points in 10-year note yields at 1.60%. Squawk on the Street will return after these messages. Don't touch that dial. A lot of headlines regarding the Treasury Secretary this morning as she uh, is in Europe. Uh, she did tweet that she met uh, Bono, who, of course, has done a lot of work regarding climate uh, in the last, say, 20 years with a little bit of a uh, ode to his lyricism. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Look, I, I think it's a very different administration from the previous administration. Because I don't see anyone in the previous administration hanging out with Bono. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, we're over there in a charm offensive. Just a total charm offensive. It's just a redo of what we did before, and I think it makes it so that um, Europe and the United States are closer to them. I think it does matter, by the way. It doesn't matter? It does matter. Oh, it does matter, yes. I think it matters for world commerce. Mm-hmm. We actually want to get along with them. We want to influence them, too. We want to get them away from Gazprom and toward Southeast American uh, financial gas. That's our plan. If we only had, a, if we were only better at exporting it, then it might be. I know. Easy. Well, we, you know, Henry, uh, boy, they see this at a high. Not guess. Thank you, Russ Brazil, for giving me that. We do need to export it. It's difficult. It's a major you know, engineering. If we went down there, I think we'd be shy. I don't know if you've been down there. That that part of the country is still booming. Yes. We they go do. to work there. We do export what fifteen to twenty percent, right? Well, we, we have to do more. We keep we. We have all we need, so we can keep exports. It's not like Australia, right. where they sent all these contracts that ran out. Yeah. Uh, we got 46.06 on the S&P. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Morning, Carl. I wonder what uh, Bono was showing her there. Uh, at least he, she knows a U2 record. It's a beautiful day. That's a nice sign from her. Meantime, we're at new highs, essentially. S&P, uh, NASDAQ as well, Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, and it's being led by banks, which are back again, doing well. Uh, nice move up for them. Energy's also good with the oil near $85. Consumer discretionary is on fire. I mean, every day for the last several weeks. It's just straight up a rocket. Tech's lagging because semiconductors are down, but not uh, dramatically so. Uh, meantime, moving the markets over the weekend, just an awful flurry of activity and interest. A very busy weekend here. 
Uh, the key for me is the margins still remain high in the S&P 500, 12.5% or so after record 13.5% in the first and second quarters. That's why the market's holding up so well. There's a lot of debate, again, still not settled about whether supply chain issues are peaking. I tend to think they are in automotives because of what Ford said. The yield curve, of course, flattening, that's kind of hard to figure out. You know, obviously short term coming up, but the longer term uh, not going up much, that's not good for growth overall. And of course, we want to hear from the Federal Reserve this week. Ford last week came out and said semiconductor supply chain issues were easing a little bit. That's a real key right there, because remember the downturn in the supply chain, it all started with the automotive sector. When Ford made that kind of comment, by the way, we're sitting right near seven-year highs on Ford. I think that was a real turning point for the supply chain debate, at least regarding some of the semiconductors issues. Meantime, people are optimistic because, well, partly calendar. We're entering the seasonally best three-month period of the year. Not only are we entering the seasonally best three-month period of the year, we're going out of the worst three-month period here. So November to January is traditionally the best three months of the year. You're up about 4%. This goes all the way back to World War II. I thank my friends at the Stock Traders Almanac for giving us this information. August to October is traditionally the worst three-month period. So we're coming out of the worst into the best. It's traditionally down. That didn't work this year. The end of October had a nice rally. So we were up almost 4% for that three-month period. But regardless, you see other periods like February to April, March to May are all really good. This is that whole six-month period which tends uh, to outperform uh, the markets. Uh, Finally, I just want to note, we've heard for months now uh, active managers saying that once we get uh, the numbers in, you'll see active management outperforms in periods of high volatility. They make this claim all the time. We had numbers recently in the last couple weeks from Morningstar and S&P indicating that is not the case. There is no real change that's going on on here. Uh, Over a one-year period for the last year, that should say 47%, not 75%. I'm sorry, that's a typo, but 47% of fund managers, uh, active managers, outperformed their benchmarks. Over 10-year periods, only 25%. And large-cap fund managers, over very long periods, 10 years, only 11% outperformed. So, David, the the problem here is there is no evidence that active managers outperformed passive managers, passive uh, indexes uh, in the last year, and there's certainly no evidence that they're outperforming over much longer periods of time. Back to you. I read read your story yesterday with great interest, Bob, uh, and actually noted it this morning as well. Uh, Yeah, active management. And by the way, Terrible month for hedge funds, too, uh, is what I understand. The October numbers, people have seen them tell me, not nowhere near the broader market return. Uh, The one exception, David, bond fund managers did do a little bit better. We're going to have Jerome Schneider from PIMCO on. Those guys can take a little more credit risk than the index funds. So here's the one exception. Bond fund managers actually did do a little better in the last year. Okay. Mm. Bob, thank you. Bob Bassani. Guys, I did want to get to shares of Discovery having uh, what's a, a rare uh, moment, which is up uh, over 4%. Of course, been following this company closely as it continues to move uh, forward in its deal to merge with um, the assets of AT&T, essentially Warner Media, uh, and will become Warner Discovery. Uh, you can see it got an upgrade today, damning with faint praise uh, at Bernstein. I mean, yes. they say, we believe the linear TV business, which is the source of all free cash flow, will face insurmountable structural headwinds. Meanwhile, the integration and rationalization of Discovery and Warner Media globally for both linear and streaming is a massive, complicated, daunting management task. Investors don't yet know how the combined company intends to go to market and on from there. But the big but, Jim, is this stock's fallen a lot and the valuation now makes it more compelling. So it's a market perform, but that's enough to get it moving up 4%. I thought the, I thought the piece was actually quite good at setting you up for a chance to buy. 
and the stock has really fallen. And I, I mean, like those are the fall. concerns of shareholders. Is the linear part of the business? Is what is it going to look like in terms of HBO, in terms of Discovery Plus, their direct-to-consumer, and then the five times leverage? They say they're going to deleverage very quickly. Right. That's going to be a key. Discovery will report earnings later this week. I, I like the call. I mean, I like it. I've been negative, right? Yeah. And it's value added. As opposed to Lockheed Martin downgrade today. Thanks for nothing. Right? We're going to get an interesting, nice mix of earnings this week. Roku and Pins and Peloton and Timo. Yeah, Pins had a, there was a meet, neutral. Why would you start and write a big old thing about neutral? <laughs> hey, you know, like neutral. Jim, let's do stop trading. Yeah, okay, CrowdStrike. This morning, BTIG says there is competition coming. Now, downgrade to neutral. Now, I've got to tell you, this is that area where if you are in... The cybersecurity, it's just been such a great time. So this is the first chink. And um, I've got to tell you, I looked at this, I said, maybe the easy money's been made. And it's been just a, an amazing period. I still like Palo Alto Networks. But we've seen some, um, let's just say, if there are many companies into this, it was only a matter of time before they start bumping into each other. And so I like this piece. Uh, Gray Pal, good job. Fighting law of large numbers, incremental gains, potentially moderating. Those who have just hidden in cybersecurity, this is a wake-up call that perhaps you're getting late in, the, uh, in stocks that sell at prices of sales. Remember, when these guys went public, it's now a $63 billion market no, no. cap. It's very, very. Look, everybody needs these companies. We all know that. And I think the world of George, George Kurz. I mean, he's, he's terrific. But I've got to tell you, um, if you want to be in this group, you're going to have to both have on-prem and cloud. You can't just be one. Uh, CrowdStrike is cloud-native, and uh, Palo Alto has got both. They're on-prem and cloud-native. And tonight, what a special show we have. Gina Raimondo, who is Secretary of Commerce. GXO, which is the logistics specialty. And then uh, Ben Glick, which I don't know, David Elliman Solutions. You know that is his little quiz? I don't. Martin Franklin's guy. Really? Sir Martin Franklin. Okay. Yeah, Sir Martin Franklin's guy. What a show. See Martin in a while. We're wow. just getting started. My God, today seems so benign. Doesn't it seem benign? It's a benign day. It's benign. It's benign. Uh, by the way, you can get uh, the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find more at cnbc.com slash investing club. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.